My name is Rohan Kulkarni and I lead the healthcare and life sciences practice at HFS Research. HFS Research and NTT Data are collaborating to understand the impact of interoperability and digital transformation on the key metrics of health plans, particularly in the context of the triple aim of care. We are seeking to understand how changes to financial metrics like revenues, cost of care and operations, as well as margins, uh, member health outcomes, such as you know, reduced obesity, improved chronic care management, as well as experience, member experience, employee experience, and provider experience can be attributed to digital transformation and, and the implementation of interoperability. Uh, to help me make digital transformation and interoperability real, I am joined today by Hans Haig, who is the Chief Product Officer for Consumer Operations at United Healthcare. He has a history of driving digital transformation and developing products and services across digital channels with a focus on clinicians and administrators. Welcome, Hans. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Let me dive um, right in there. Healthcare in general has been accelerating the adoption of emerging technologies while hardening its legacy investments. Technology has been applied to streamlining processes between health plans, providers, members, and uh, and other stakeholders in the, in the healthcare ecosystem to improve clinical care management and enhance member management amongst other uh, benefits. Uh, many of these digital transformation efforts have impacted interoperability. So let me ask you, where do you see the industry with interoperability and where do you see health plans prioritizing it overall? Perfect, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I would say just to start, uh, health plans see, and they have seen the benefits of interoperability for years. Um, you know, oftentimes we'll get the question, why is healthcare so expensive? And a big part of that is because of the technologies and the systems that are necessary to administer care are both disconnected and in some cases archaic, uh, which leads us as uh, health plans to have to hire people to manually key information in or transfer between systems. Uh, and that creates explicit cost tied to human beings uh, doing something that should just work and technology should uh, be able to handle for us. Uh, it also increases the number of errors associated with data being entered in out of sync or being keyed in incorrectly, which then has a, a pretty big consumer impact. Uh, what's particularly interesting about uh, the challenges associated with interoperability is that it's not just about how a plan communicates with the provider and how they both communicate with a member. Uh, it's oftentimes you'll see that within the four walls of a health system or a payer where the biggest gains from, for instance, fire-based APIs can be realized. Uh, so with all of that being said, I would say interoperability is, is a major priority for health plans. Uh, from the sense that it, it, we know that true interoperability is going to reduce the cost uh, to administer plans as well as improve patient outcomes if it can be achieved. Where it gets really interesting, I, I would say, is if we zoom out and we look at the larger environment, uh, we're at a crossroads right now because we've got three major converging factors coming together. Um, one of those, uh, and we've seen this trend for a number of years, is health system consolidation in the United States. Uh, bigger hospitals and health systems are buying up smaller hospital health systems and so forth. Um, the second factor is that many of these systems have very large technology debt. Uh, they have competing EMRs, they have different practice management systems, uh, and oftentimes those, those systems uh, within their same organization 
have embedded care management and unique patient intellectual property, uh, they're all tied to the way that these systems uh, are supporting their patients. And there's a lot of times really great reasons for that, but it, it's, it's a headwind to interoperability as, as a whole. Um, so, you know, I, I would say that, you know, that, that's, that's a third factor or a second factor. The third factor would be that the margins of a lot of the hospitals and health systems that we work with are incredibly thin, very small. There's not a whole lot of money available for new investment to, to um, tackle some of the tech debt and some of the challenges that exists with the factors that I mentioned in the front uh, coming into play. And so I bring this all up because uh, the, the payers can embrace interoperability to their heart's content, but we really have to partner closely with the providers and, and ensure that the things that we're trying to get them to do uh, or we're trying to embrace from that perspective um, are, are actually aligned with their overarching strategy of reducing cost and, and, and decreasing some of that tech debt. Um, I would say, you know, not speaking for any one payer in particular, but uh, we, we have to lean into multi-payer strategies. If you look at the average hospital or health system, they're working with between 17 and 23 different uh, health plans. And so the, the, the convergence at the EMR uh, is something that's really important or we won't see the traction that we want to see. All of that being said, uh, I think the outlook's really bright. Um, it's just, it's a long journey and, and it's, it's the journey, not the destination. And the destination is going to require patience and, and time and just a, a really strong, consistent partnership uh, with the hospitals, with the health systems and the health plans in order for that true vision to, to, to be realized. Fascinating. Thanks, Hans. Uh, it almost feels that uh, it's less about technology and more about actual partnership. It's, it's the formation of an ecosystem in so many ways. Exactly. Um, so CMS has mandated interoperability initiatives uh, through a variety of rules to use HL7 fire APIs to improve the transportation of data and, and deter information blocking, amongst other things. Uh, while that makes sense at an industry level, what are the implications for you at an enterprise level? Um, does, does this signal improvement in the operating environment that is positive for your financials, uh, as well as for provider experience, member health outcomes, et cetera? And if so, just give us a couple of examples of an initiative in sort of the outcomes that, you, uh, that you're able to achieve just to make this all real for our, our audience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I would say, uh, you know, I, I hinted at this earlier, but any time that we can take manual error out of the equation and get consumers and providers access to information that's more real time, that's more consistent and that's more reliable, uh, it's a win for health outcomes and for both consumer and provider experience. Um, obviously, with portability and transparency, we have to take in the lens of patient privacy and security and ensure that we're putting the consumer in control of what can and should be shared with who and, and really what the purpose is. And so I think the question um, similar to the first one is, is less about what does this do to our financials and operating environment and more to how do we rethink the way that uh, information is shared so that the consumers are the ones that are making decisions about how their data is used. Uh, and, and then, you know, having that percolate to the various elements of the system that uh, need it for that particular purpose. 
Um, I can't specifically comment on on the future roadmap uh, for my organization, but I would say that um, you know we we have partnered um, with a lot of different organizations to drive interoperability. Uh, both EMRs themselves, uh, we do a lot of work with billing companies and revenue cycle management organizations, uh, as well as directly with providers to enable better and and more access to information. Uh, we partner quite a bit and we're deeply involved in HL7, uh, as well as the DaVinci project. Um, we've established the Synaptic Alliance through our Healthcare Technology Advise Advisory Committee. Um, and the Synaptic Alliance, uh, as an example, uh, is a blockchain initiative that is meant to improve provider data accuracy. Uh, and we've also partnered very closely uh, with uh, organizations such as Weedy to embrace uh, some of the new standards related to claim submission and the uh, unsolicited attachments across EDI, which reduces both the administrative burden associated with that, uh, as well as the consumer experience to not have to worry about is a medical record uh, sent and received? Did, did the person actually need it? Um, it really just improves the outcomes for both the providers and the members for which we support. And interoperability and some of the work that we're doing in that space has, has really empowered a lot of those changes. Indeed, indeed. I mean, look, um, you are the largest uh, health plan in the country. So anything and everything you do has uh, has a very large influence and impact, particularly with interoperability. So uh, it is highly encouraging to see the amount of work that you're doing in that space because it's only going to encourage not only your competitors, but also the other health plans in the country to also lean in uh, to make uh, interoperability <laughs> real, a little less conceptual and a little, little more real. So uh, thank you. Um, let me ask you one last question, if you don't mind. Um, digital transformation. And to me, digital transformation is an umbrella term. People use that uh, for a variety of things to describe. And I, I'd say one of the things that they tend to use it most to describe is modernization efforts um, in the context of using the latest, greatest technology to improve business outcomes, as well as the adoption of emerging technologies to solve both legacy and contemporary challenges. So as a health plan, I suspect there are many digital transformation in it, initiatives in various stages of, of its journey. And in, in you as the chief product officer probably have uh, more of an insight into that compared to some of your other peers. What can you share in terms of the top three business reasons that are driving your digital transformation initiatives, one? And also talk to us a little bit about what those are and what are the kinds of uh, outcomes you are targeting and, and, and are able to achieve. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Uh, it. It's a great question, and and I would say that uh, you know I can't I can't speak to this specific upcoming roadmap, but I will say um, one of the really big changes for us at United Healthcare is that we are continuously and relentlessly focused on the consumer in a way that um, is is really exciting, both as a person that is a member of United Healthcare as well as uh, an employee of the organization. Our goal is to, to really uh, span the gap of digital and human beings and bring the world-class digital capabilities that uh, one should expect from uh, United Healthcare and an organization of our size and scope. Uh, but those capabilities backed by the most empowered and compassionate service organization in the world. And so we're really, really bullish on this concept of how do we put the consumer at the center of everything that we do uh, into 2023 and beyond. 
And a lot of the things that we're, we're focused on are from that mindset of the consumer lens. So um, for instance, how do we improve access to care? How do we provide better cost estimation uh, so that the consumers are not surprised as to what they expected to pay and what the bill ended up being? Uh, how do we improve navigation and findability and, and really just take some of the abrasion out of common, simple tasks uh, in a way that we can start to surprise and delight in those moments where consumers are coming to us and, and today it, it's difficult for them to navigate the complex healthcare ecosystem. And so we're really, really excited about the future and, and it's, it's all about the consumer and, and how do we take abrasion out of the consumer experience so that when uh, people reach out to us, we have the best technology, we have the best people, and those people are uh, empowered to solve problems and do so uh, to, to surprise and delight the consumer uh, with that interaction and the thing that they're trying to complete. Fabulous. I, I think it's particularly critical um, in doing that, given the fact that the stress level of most members when they're trying to interact with, with health plans is already pretty high. And, and so um, eliminating or, or minimizing abrasion is probably going to be extremely critical in ensuring that, you know, uh, they're able to achieve their outcomes in terms of improving their health, uh, improving their health. So excellent. Um, Hans, this is, this is fabulous. Really appreciate your insights uh, as well as your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you very much. Have a great day.